This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Welcome to Manawatu Conversations, recollections of the past and sometimes opinions about the future. Today we have with us... Iola Hegarty, Alison Milden. And I'm Stuart Burks. Okay, now, Iola, you've been developing a... Would it be a batch or a, a second home at Foxton... Beach? Well, I think in the old days we would have called it a batch, but of course now you, um, yes, the development really is to make it into something which is more like a second home. Mm. And um, the reason to do this, or the reason that lots of people have done, and I suspect will continue to do, is because it's a lifestyle thing at the beach which is different to living in town. A lot of people, of course, uh, was. Um, or, you know, uh, looking maybe to live permanently at these places, whereas some years ago that probably so, was... So the, the traditional batch was more like a small sort of one-room place? Or? Well, the traditional batch you know, maybe had two bedrooms, but it was um, probably something that <clears throat> Grandad and Dad and Uncles had knocked up um, on a, a beach section... Without planning permission. Without all those... Codes of compliance and things that have become so necessary. And really, were just fun places to go and spend your holidays. You certainly didn't expect to be wallpapering and um, painting. It's more like a a functional small house. It's a functional small house cottage, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, So who would have the... There'd be families for holiday, and if the children grow up, then several can share it at, or take it at different times? Or? Well, when I was a child growing up in Wellington, I, to be honest, I think it actually almost every family had a beach property that they could go to during the holidays. And yeah. so There's a lot around Taupo as well, aren't there? Yeah, and, oh, but, Taupo, so well, of course, you're a bit more... Um, Upmarket view had a place at Taupo, oh, okay. and um, of course around water, and the Rotorua lakes. Now that was really, really you're getting into the posh stuff there. Okay. But um, no, it was you know lots of people. Um, my school friends, their parents had places at Raumati South, so that they'd have it rather than caravans, so. Yeah, caravans oh, okay. sort of became more popular, yeah, probably late late fifties, I think, because okay. you know I'm talking more the family. Oh, of course, they wouldn't have all the family cars to tow okay. caravans. Yeah, early on, yeah, yeah. When That's, you were young, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> that's right, Stuart. Thank you. <laughs> yes. No. Well, no. We did, of course, a lot more depends on um, public transport. I think in those yeah, days, yeah. yeah, for big families as well. Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, it was um, very much the thing, and I think um, I, I bought a little beach house at Himatangi Beach in 1989 and paid $15,000 for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about... So were they very crowded or close to no, packed in? No, you got the, quite a bit of land with each one? The Himatangi Beach House quarter-acre section, okay. um, which was almost the norm 
for any subdivision. Now, that's interesting because now people like the or some people, there's the idea of the townhouse because there's not the garden to care for and so on. Is is it a big problem caring for you you garden in town and then a quarter acre section somewhere else? Well, yes, it could be. I, well, I think that's more the idea of city living that you're having if you don't have a garden in town, but you have a place oh, okay. that you opt to yeah. okay. out in the country. Yeah. But um, I, 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 I actually was discussing this with a friend in Hamilton. Um, Hamilton, um, in the seventies, we owned a house on a quarter acre section and. Up there at the time, we wanted to extend the house, and you couldn't build on the house more than you couldn't cover more than a third of the size of the section with any buildings. Now we actually had to go up on the house, um, build up rather than than set out. So it stuns and amazes me that now in Hamilton, (laughs) yes. That there would be if that house that we put up, they took that off. There would be then at least three properties yeah, would be going onto that section. And moved to to infill. So in those days, with a quarter acre section, were you using that to grow vegetables and things? Absolutely, or? and yeah. fruit trees. So that's it, because of should no work at the weekends, and you've got more free time to do that. Or there'd be one income earner, and the other one could be growing things. Or well, I think it was just just the norm. If you had a quarter acre section, you definitely had your vegetable garden, and mm-hmm. you definitely had um, your fruit trees, and you had um, all the things that uh, you know. Yeah. Were but required. you had time to do all that as well, I suppose. Or? Well, the fathers had the time to do all that. That's because they had. Wives or the mother was at home doing a lot of the other stuff. A lot of the other time, yeah. Okay, so, so, so was there a stronger family life then, do you think? I think it was much, in my view, much stronger family life, much more um, interaction with um, yeah. the children, what they yeah. would do. Because the, there was the Kiwi weekend then as well, and all Definitely. the shops were... Now, what was it? If you yeah. if you hadn't gone to the bank by about three o'clock on a Friday yes. afternoon, you could have no money to buy anything from the dairies over the weekend, and the other places were closed anyway. That's right. But and there was lots of sport, and people were free for sport, that. Sports and but, but a limited wasn't it a limited range of activities? So various sports could be very heavily subscribed, whereas now there's a wide range of options as well. Well, I, I think that too, but I think there was also a lot more community things. All Organised, like you know, as a child, um, I was very much into going to the park and listening to the brass bands. Mm-hmm. I, th- I used to think that that was just really wonderful, and of course, there'd be the Scottish Highland Flings and all of those sorts of things that were there. So it was all this sort of free, interactive. Whereas the younger generation now, if they were put in that situation, there's so little going on, they can't do all the things that I they'd know, normally do. Isn't now. it amazing? But no, I, I, yes, but certainly the things that um, community picnics and things that were. So it's a lot more happening. sort of do it yourself rather than things provided for you and yes, you get yeah, together yeah, with stuff. You, I uh, think country life was quite different yes. in the sense that. Um, we didn't, uh, if you were on a farm, 
there was not much time you could go on a holiday because um, your father or parents yes, were busy, be, yes. busy, busy all year round. So my mother decided that we should have a holiday every year. So we'd go on holiday in May because that was more a downtime on the farm and we didn't have a batch, we would rent a place. Yes. So we used to initially rent a batch at Mount Monganui. Oh, so you go a fair distance now? Yes. Yeah. Because there, there was a lot of, I know we did some recording of local farming families where, say, if it was a dairy farm, the, 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 the men would stay on, on the farm, milk the cows, the, 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 the mother and kids would be at the campground at Foxton Beach uh, and he'd probably go out, join them during the day, go back to do the milking and so on yes, and they'd spend we most of the summer at Foxton sheep, Beach. Sheep farming, so May was the uh, mm. down, down. Time with May. But not quite the same weather though. Mm. Do you regret that? Would you rather have had a no, summer holiday? No, these were the most incredible, wonderful yes, yeah. holidays. So what would you do? And... And the batch we rented, uh, we all slept in one big room, bunks, and a kitchen, and a bathroom. That was it. And, oh, just fantastic. So what but did you do? But very family, very family. So the beach, tiddler, tiddler fishing competitions of the jetty, um, just shell collecting, climbing Mount Monganui, going out to other beaches, which are now hugely overpopulated, uh, were just empty then. Marvellous. Well, yeah, I suppose in May, I suppose that would be. No, no, yeah, no, no. You've no housing. Yeah. Oh, just, I see. Just, yeah. just bare. Mm beach yeah. and sand hole. What about safety then? Because of the idea of water safety and rips oh, and so on. We all learned to swim at school mm. Mm. and so, safety. So, so safety. swimming, you were taught about how to survive in rips mm. and rivers because well, we've just had I four expect, drownings in the river. I expect just, uh, my parents gave mm. us guidance well, we we'd go river swimming. Well, they just have bigger families then so <laughs> spare one. And, and 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 for us, like the weekend, you didn't. Uh, our mother used to say, if you ever said, "I'm bored," she would say, "You can always read a book." Mm, yes. But you were really bored okay. because you got up on a Saturday mm. morning. You might have some. What, jobs. You were really bored, or you were rarely bored. Really, really, very rarely, yes. And and you jump on your bike, mm. and you just disappear. Mm. Your parents didn't say, oh, "Where are you going? Be careful!" Blah 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 yes. blah. You just did your thing. They didn't worry as long as you came home in time for tea. That was all. All, good. The, all that was required. But I think Down to the river. So, so yeah. the problem now is parents worry too much about their oh, children. Gosh, yes. Oh gosh, look, oh, we oh, helicopter graze knees, graze knees, stub toes, constantly <laughs> falling out of trees, mm. um, 
And those and who survived it okay. Off so to, was not... Rushed off to a doctor because you had a bit of a sniffle or a sore ear. Mm. Your mother looked after you. But Successfully. Successfully. Looking back, uh, you know, think about school holidays, and um, it seemed to be that we did particular things at particular times of the year, depending on the holidays. So, um, you know, when we lived in Christchurch, you know, the August school holidays was always up the mountain um, mm-hmm. for the kids, um, skiing and doing those sorts of things. There just seemed to be that there were... were different options for different times of the year. But it's the same for food, isn't it? Mm. We used to eat seasonally. Yes, seasonally, yes. And mm. were but we unhappy because of that? Are we happier now because you can have all this stuff? Whenever you have want all it, these things? Yeah. I doubt it. No, there was no sense of achievement. Okay. Yeah, no. no, I think you were fitter, but healthier... But we, you know, you're talking about batches and, and why. I think they were very important for families, or you know, a place to get away to, because normally you would have had say three or four members of the same extended family all coming to. Share. I mean, different groups. You know, yeah, you, you, so yeah, you go, yes. your you cousins yeah. would be there with you yeah. and your uncle yeah. and aunt. Like um, you know, my sons. Um, we lived in Christchurch. Went off to. Mountaineering school with Guy Dingle, but my nephew came down from Wellington and also joined them. So mm. the, the so those extended family ties were there mm. and became quite strong. Whereas um, you know I think there's much more probably isolation of families. But how yeah, that? I, well, I probably with two working parents, there's not that. Because there was the idea that you know that if the guy's working and so his contacts sort of work contacts, but the mm. the, the the wife and mother through the schools and church and local that was the the, the family connections and the, the 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 local community connections and, and so that can pull things together in a way that work links just aren't doing the same way. Well, you, you did have to work at that as a woman staying yes, at home. Yeah, precisely. That's why yeah. I mean, they can put mm. in the effort, whereas yeah. now if, they, if, if both parents are working, they don't have time to do that. Or they try to make contact with other people and they're busy with all that stuff as well. And now also there's so many activities for children that the, the idea is so much of it is organised mm. you know they finish this they finish school they go home and then they've got to go off to the music class then there's the sports training then there's this and so so it's, it's a far more structured life probably yeah. and I, I sort of get the feeling with all the structured after school things for children that it's almost giving the parents a bit of a sense that they're actually not quite up to the play if their children aren't getting all these things. Or well, I suppose being... part of it as well is: are you fitting? Are you being part of the society? This is the, the relative deprivation concept of poverty. Can you fit in with the normal activities of society? So, if all the other kids, if all your kids' friends are doing those activities, then if yours aren't then they're not there with their friends. So the friendships aren't so strong. They're those kids will be friends with others who are involved in those activities. And yours are getting left out of it. 
So, you know, you need to be participating in what the norm is, and if that's the norm, uh, mm. you're locked into it, which is a problem. I think a loss of resilience, a loss mm. of... There's a loss of independence. Independence, a loss yeah. of being yeah. able to look yeah. after yourself. There, there yeah. was an interesting uh, observation that was made at one stage with all the organised sport there'd be certain kids who would be made captain of the team and so on yeah. and so forth. And then there's a, there, there was this observation with a group of kids, they just left them to do things on their own. And they found it wasn't the ones who'd normally been made captain of the team or whatever who were leading. It was some of the other kids who were sort of the natural leaders, but that hadn't come out in the organised activities, which was right. quite interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, I was always the last to be picked for a team. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But on your own, you'd be up trees protesting. Uh, no. Well, tree climbing for sure. Tree climbing, real independence, real oh. self. Yes, because you know we were talking the other day. Another group of us, the same age cohort, and how. Um, yes, our children yeah, used to be on their bikes, as you said, Alison, yeah. right. and so was gone it, for the day. Was it common to have broken arms, broken legs, that sort of thing? Well, it's almost like a rite of passage, wasn't it? That, you know, we, you had we, to have a drank, broken arm or something. We drank milk, yeah. lots of it, and nobody's ever had a broken limb <laughs> in our family. Well, that, that doesn't affect breakage, it affects probably... <laughs> you've not fallen, so you'd fall out of trees, but nothing would break. <laughs> Well, actually, well, I didn't really. You're from a very heavily boned family. <laughs> yeah, that was quite quite good. The Fitzherbert Avenue tree protest was really good yes. because, as a child, I had climbed trees. Yes, yes, and fearlessly. But over the years, I had developed so, vertigo so, and so, so, was afraid oh. of heights. And the Fitzherbert Avenue tree protest oh. cured me. I had to be able to go up the tree and something bigger than myself overcame yeah. vertigo okay, and that meant I could start climbing on my roof at Now, home. this was how long ago now, the tree protest? <laughs> it's 25 Tw- years. 25 years. So, so lots of people won't know about that. What was the Fitzherbert Avenue tree protest? What was it? Yeah. It was an attempt by a very strong community, people, um, objective to retain the avenue as a canopy of trees. So there was was a row of trees closer into the road itself. Was it on both sides or just one side? On both sides of Fitzherbert Avenue, just before the bridge, there were two... Big All rows the way of trees. From, from the bridge right. to the square. To the square. Mm. Right the way down. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And of course, cyclists, of which there were many in those days, would drive a cycle between the footpath and the trees. Mm. And the cars were on the road. Except for those. Now, that can be very dangerous because you're driving a car out of one of the side streets. And the cyclists can come down that 
narrow area between the trees and it's very hard to see but them. But then I think cyclists perhaps and drivers were a little less, perhaps they were more cautious. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. The, o- the only accident I can recall was the trees outside um, opposite Girls High, which were in fact the best specimens of the Fitzherbert Avenue trees. One day they were just gone, even though they were protected trees, they were gone. Why were they gone? I rang the city councillor, why has this happened? Oh, because a, a, a person who it turned out was alcoholically um, impeded had stepped out from behind a tree into the road and someone had hurt them. And so I had this half-hour conversation about how people have to be kept safe and protected. So down came the trees without any consent. So, so you were up a tree. So, and this wasn't because the, it wasn't. Hey, here's an excuse for me now, as an adult, to climb trees. You, you no. were there for protest the, 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 to stop it. Now, would that work? How the, would that? The way the way I got up the tree the first time was I'd gone to dinner. Uh, Doug and I had gone to dinner with friends in Ashurst. And it was getting pretty late, and there was a phone call to say, Ali was Mark Bell Booth. Um, I wonder if you'd be free to go up a tree. I'm on the phone to the radio station, and I have to honestly be able to say, hmm. someone's up the tree. So we rushed home from Ashurst, I got changed, there I was in the middle of the night, scared just to go up that little wee bit, there was a ladder etc, I climbed up and that was then possible for Mark to say to the radio station that someone was up the tree and be honest. And then by daylight heaps of people came. So that's how... Oh, yeah. There was a write-up about that, and your picture was in the paper on page two of the Manawatu Standard of the 15th of January 2022, yeah, this year. Yes, that's me, but it was just labelled as an unnamed protester. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that was me. Yes, yeah. But, but But the effect was that they still just cut the trees down. Yeah, we we didn't, didn't win. The um, interesting thing about that, though, Alison, was that the um, move to cut the trees down had actually come up oh, in the district plan about tw- five tw- years previously, even earlier. Yeah, They'd been for yeah, the trees. Yeah, for. and and it had, because it had come to the ward committee uh, meeting that it, oh, so yeah I'm, it was probably more than five years pre, pre, prior to it happening and it was but it was interesting that it had actually been passed then unanimously by the council um, and that that would happen 
Yes. And so the, the protest then only happened no. once it was going to be... No, uh, pro, pro, a different kind of protest yes. Yes. has been happening from the beginning. Was, yes. I was not around, but Before. there was a strong yes. group of people constantly trying to... Yeah. But, but one, one observation that some people did have, though, once the trees were down, that was that it gave a much better view of that whole row of palm trees that were behind the trees that were cut just down. Just a tiny little wee segment. Mm. <laughs> OK. It, well, you know, that they've been replaced, and um, how do you feel about them now? Well, it could have been worse, because I think they were not going to replant at all. Mm. So, so should it be called an avenue? No, it's not really an avenue. And in fact, some of the trees uh, we pushed, they were quite new trees, and we pushed the council, or the council was pushed, to replant them right on the corner of Hughes Avenue and the bridge. So those lovely flourishing uh, replants, mm. transplants, on that yeah. avenue. Yes. Mm. But yeah. that wouldn't have happened no. if there had not been no. protest. I, I, I think that the... Um, though there might have been a little bit of advertising about things that were happening in those days, um, you know, I think there's even less now, so we have less understanding about what's... The there's a bit and more tree planting in the streets, though, isn't there? I think there's more awareness of the importance of trees in cities than there used to be. Because there's so but much infill housing. Are, are they actually the ideal trees that we should be planting, which are getting planted? You know, should we be looking more to biodiversity and what used to be here rather than having English species? More natives. Yeah. Mm. Yes, so probably. The, Except the pro one problem with natives is they're the sort that basically grow in, in a bush environment. Yeah. close to a lot of other yeah. trees with yeah. shelter and so on, then they're not so suitable for lighting trees. Tree. Thank you for listening to Manawatu Conversations. This and other recent programmes can also be found on the Manawatu People's Radio website and a range of programmes is also available on the Manawatu Heritage website of the Palmerston North City Archive. The address for that is manawatuheritage.pncc govt.nz Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.